We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my good friend Dan. What's going on, my man? Guitar noises. What's <laughs> up, dude? Uh, just trying not to sing some, uh, you know, sound of silence over here and and uh, Beasler's passing or oh. Beasler leaving the team. <laughs> He's still he with not, us. He did not die. <laughs> <laughs> good lord, where are we going with this? Uh, uh. Yeah, dude. Things are good, though. Uh, happy to be here. Happy for our special guest today. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thankful that my birthday's tomorrow. So yeah. Good oh, stuff. there it is. Tomorrow as in... Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Because we're recording this earlier in the week and I'd never know, <laughs> time know what I'm talking thing. about. Yeah, I'm like, your oh. birthday's coming. It's a whole, it's a yeah. whole December birthdays. Yeah. It's, it's coming up. Uh, but yeah, as Dan mentioned, and as you probably saw in this episode title, we're joined this week by Sean Goodwin of the Woo! Kansas City Star. So That's a good win for us <laughs> we'll, to have we, him. We'll talk to Sean later. Yeah, I mean, it was a good long 40 minutes or so. It was it was a while. Well, uh, you'd think he works in the industry or something. <laughs> you'd think he knows a little bit or two. <laughs> yeah, and so we talked to him about Sporting KC's season, sort of what happened, whether it was a success or not, what to look for in the offseason, talked a little bit of KC NWSL. Oh, and little, talk a little bit of English lingo, English language, uh, some chip buddies, and we'll we'll let you we're, learn what we're that all is three later. chip buddies now. We're, we're, we're the three best chip buddies. Uh, <laughs> Sean's gonna be listening to this and be like, "Why did I join them?" He's like, um, "I'll never come back there again. This is stupid." <laughs> but uh, but first, Dan, uh, how's your bum, dude? You feel clean? Clean as a whistle. <laughs> All right. You, you could smooch it. You could eat off it. It's a whole thing. I don't want to do that. Look, well, what you and you Marissa do in your private time is well, your own business. That's how we eat our beef wellington. We're vegan, so that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Just in my head, Sean talks about raw beef, and I was thinking beef wellington. Yeah. So stupid. But dude, no, Tushy Bidet, man. Some of you guys have already <laughs> bought one. I've already right. bought one. I get right. notified, and Tushy's like, hey, your supporters really like this. That's cool. I'm glad we partnered with you. Talk about awesome. it, man. Uh, you do you like it? Did I tell you I hooked up the hot water connection? I'm a little jealous. I, I, I need to do a little research on my end to see how I do that. I'm not a carpenter. Okay. Well, do you? You don't have the hot water one though. Do I don't. You? I don't. I don't think so. I have to. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. You might have to upgrade in the future for yeah. your other bathroom. Well, hey. dude, I, I'm like drilling through my cabinet, and then it was rough, dude. Sawdust everywhere. I couldn't fit the connector and the hose, so I was like. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? I'm cutting my thumbs, but I did it. It's not as hard as you think it is. If you have troubles, you tweet at me because I got your I got your life <laughs> hacks, man. It's good stuff. But a warm bum's better than a cool bum. Yeah, there you go. And, and look, man, hellotushy.com slash no other. If you go there, you'll get 10% off uh, courtesy of, of Tushy and no other pod. And yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, we're not going to go on about it. We'll mention it here and there yeah. in our podcast episodes, but your life will be changed. It'll Bro, be good. Hey, pay the added money to get the tushy spa if you don't have a hot water connection or whatever you might somewhere down the road you know at a different house i mean it's awesome the hot water is just a, a game changer yeah and we both mentioned last week it the first time you do it if you've never used a bidet before it's a little surprising it takes some getting used to but <laughs> once you start it it's like you, you're not going to want to go back because you realize Here. how much better you feel Right. You're not going to lose your virginity or anything. It's going to be <laughs> wonderful. Uh, it's, it's like a ride. 
I'm just like, how many times or too many times to poop per day? <laughs> I, uh, is three times too much? You no? find yourself just sitting on it. You don't even have to go to the bathroom. You're just like, I need, I need to feel clean. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like, let's just give it a little, little rinse-a-doodle, man. And, uh, but it, dude, it also you can buy other things on there too. They have like the, uh, the stool, which is kind of like the squatty potty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it puts you in prime position, prime pooping position. Yeah. Triple P alliteration <laughs> and they also have like bamboo toilet paper which you don't need toilet paper anymore other than to pat your anus dry there you go that's it bet you never thought you'd hear that phrase on no Absolutely, other pod dude wash your bungus real nice quit spreading <laughs> peanut butter with toilet paper and and blast it out oh like God. a car wash yeah, that's what you're doing with toilet paper you're just spreading it you're spreading it around you're gonna have an itchy bum for the rest of your day now you're blasting it out like a freaking car wash the premium service the premium car wash, no basic. All right, you pay an extra $3, you're getting a premium. It's awesome. Well, there you go. HelloTushy.com slash no other for the premium car wash for your bum, 10% off. And uh, you're going to want to do it. So let's, uh, we didn't get any new reviews this week, but thank you to those of us, or those no. of you who have left those five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, make sure you go do so. And uh, we'll be happy to read those on the pod as well. So let's let's jump into a couple things here before we get to uh, Sean's interview. Uh, MLS Cup happened, I guess. Yeah, that was a thing, right? <laughs> Saturday I, or something? I don't know. I watched it, but I, it was relegated to my second screen because yeah. USC was playing UCLA uh, in football at the same time. And I'm a big USC football guy. Many of you know right. that. So They're I was in like, the championship now because you guys have played like four <laughs> games. Five, we're 5-0, and oh, excuse you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we're playing the Oregon Ducks because the University of Washington, which is the actual Pac-12 North champion, has too much coronavirus. So, so crazy. It's it's a weird thing. But uh, yeah, MLS Cup was on. Uh, Columbus crew playing the Seattle Sounders in Columbus. I put it on my second screen because I, like many people, even though Columbus was the better team by points in the regular season, which is why they were hosting, many of us thought, I think, that the Seattle Sounders, this was their game to lose. Uh, Not was, you. You picked Columbus at the beginning of the season. Did I really? I, I don't thought remember. you did. I thought I might if you have. go back, you're... Dude, you might have picked them as MLS Cup champions. I'm not lying. Okay. Well, I'm going to, first off, I'm going to have to go back and figure that out before next week's episode because if, <laughs> if that is true, I should have been bragging a lot more than I have been. I wondered. I was looking at your Twitter. <laughs> I was like, let's get on Twitter and see how insufferable Jimmy is right now. And I couldn't find anything. I was like, why is he not tuning his own horn? He never hesitates to tune his own horn. I don't get it. <laughs> I do not remember that, but I will take your word for it. And this just, uh, Look, man, we it's been it's been a long 2020. If we're talking about a podcast I recorded back in February, then it's no wonder I don't remember. No, I'm <laughs> pretty sure, man, and I'm sure we we dude, someone listening to this right now is already pausing it and they're like, I'm gonna go figure it out. And yeah. it's real deal. I'm pretty sure you picked Columbus. I don't know who else you okay. would have picked. Well, I don't know either, but I will take your word for it. So And I think uh, you even said they're gonna get Christian Namath and they're gonna win MLS. <laughs> <laughs> I said there's a pandemic coming and none of you are talking about it and it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you never listen. <laughs> but they didn't, I mean, they didn't have Darlington Nagby and they didn't have Pedro Santos, two of their better players because of coronavirus, but they went out and they beat the Seattle Sounders 3-0. So, hey, congrats to them. And I, for one, I'm not a big Caleb Porter fan. Don't love him. But I, for one, I'm glad that we don't have to spend all offseason talking about Seattle being the greatest franchise in the history of the league. I don't think Seattle likes Caleb Porter either because he was with the Timbers for a while. So it's kind of right. like that, that hatred that they have for each other, you know. But hey, guess what, man? The best part about soccer is that the offseason is so short. So enjoy your <laughs> MLS Cup because it's yeah. going to start up soon, probably, maybe. I don't know. We think maybe in early March, that's what the league says. But then the players union... April. The players union says that's too soon because it's not enough time, but then CONCACAF champions league is going to start up in the early part of the year, but it's also going to finish like next week because it technically hasn't finished yet. So it's why does the players union think that's too soon? It's like, that's what it used to be always. But I think they're, they're saying that given like the amount of games that were happening in the last part of the year and that this is a much shorter off season than what they prepared for and the coronavirus troubles they're just saying that like hey i mean you they're always breaks. you had breaks they're always going to try to fight for more time off for their players it's what sure. they do but we so. had covid breaks man we start stop start stop it's <laughs> they're fine they're good dan says you're fine start in march 
don't tell them. <laughs> no, don't say that. Amelia's going <laughs> to pop on here again for his third appearance and be all sorts of mad. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's in charge of that stuff. Players union rep. So he's uh, He'll be like, have you ever played a 90 minute game? I'll be like, yeah, it was exhausting. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, congrats to the Columbus crew. They win their second MLS cup. Um, it is a kind of crazy story just two years after they almost folded as a franchise to move to Austin because they had incompetent ownership. They're now winning MLS cup. Yeah, that's pretty bananas. I, I, I didn't think about that until everyone was talking about it. Like what a, what a fun story. If you think about it, you know? Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, Lucas Zellerian, uh, he scored the first goal. He assisted on the second goal. He scored the third goal. Dude had a game. Um, he's there, you know, num- Argentinian number 10 turns out they're pretty good. Yeah. You know, so it, it happens, but congrats to the crew. Um, I would say my condolences to the Seattle Sounders, but I don't actually believe that. So I'm not nope. going to say that. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm sure their fans are upset and everything, but whatever, man. You know, Patriots, Patriots ain't always going to win. All right. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's move on to some Sporting KC news because since we last recorded, uh, Sporting KC announced their roster moves following the 2020 season. Uh, so, um, what the club announced is that they exercised contract options on Amadou Dia, Felipe Hernandez, Gadi Kinda, Johnny Russell, and Graham Smith. Uh, I don't know that any of those are surprising. Maybe kind of, sort of, Dia, depending on how you look at it. But I think most people thought he's coming back. He played pretty well. So. That's cool. Yeah, that's real cool that Dia uh, is getting that shot. I mean, I think he feels like he was really fine in his stride too, you know? So yeah. glad that he gets to stick around and arguably compete for that that spot you know just get better yeah sporting kc have declined contract options on eric dick who as far as i know still has blocked you on twitter that we don't know why still blocked me on twitter (laughs) not sure why um was gonna was gonna create a burner account and uh you know try to get to the bottom of it but i I, you know i don't care that much yep eric dick uh wayne cousin uh, Winston Reed, which we had an option to buy, but um, as you, we'll talk about a little bit more later with Sean, he's on like a four and a half million dollar a year salary. That's too much. Um, and then Richard Sanchez, uh, Sporting are currently in contract discussions, at least as of the time of this recording. Nothing has been made official with Roger Espinosa, Gerson Fernandez, Felipe Gutierrez, and Eric Hurtado. So those four probably are going to come back. I mean, maybe the biggest question is, can the club and Felipe come to an agreement on probably a lower salary, but we'll see. Cool that they're, they're talking to Hurtado and they're not just like, sorry, get out of here. I mean, why wouldn't you? The dude only scored a goal just about every time he came on the field. He was a great sub off the bench. Like, I I mean, that's, that's worth something. hundred percent. The, the big one that we have not yet mentioned, of course, you all know, Matt Beasler is quote, now, oh, now out of contract with the club. And Sad we all deal. we all know by now that Matt Beasler is not going to be returning to Sporting Kansas City. Uh, it sounds like from some reporting that I read that it it wasn't that Sporting didn't want to bring him back necessarily. It was that they couldn't reach an agreement, which I take as Bees probably thinks I am still an everyday starter in this league and I want to be paid as such. Peter probably looks at it as man, we really, if, if we're going to keep you, it's going to be not in an everyday role and we're not going to be able to pay you that way. And I understand B's wanting to to keep playing on a day-to-day basis if you can, and they just couldn't come to an agreement. And so it seems like an amicable parting of ways. Like there's no bad sure. blood here. No, but so. it seems like Peter's probably like, well, if you, you know, if you feel like you are a starter, you need to go find that, find someone who will make you that because it's, you know, it's not going to be here. Yeah. And you know, that's business, man. That's business. And we get it. It hurts. It hurts because you know, you, a guy like that, you just assume, you just assume he's not going anywhere. You know, like this is, he's from here. He's set roots here. He's got a business here, you know, with yeah. Seth Sinovic, but uh, he's still got time left. And his little message to, to everybody said, uh, you know, pretty much implied that he's going to test the free agency. So I'll be keeping an eye on that to see where he goes. And like you said, we, we talk a little bit more about it with Sean Goodwin today. Yeah, we speculate where he might go, and, and we have some ideas. But yeah, Matt said, I hoped I wouldn't have to write this, but my time as a sporting Kansas City player has come to an end. Part of me is devastated. I never imagined saying goodbye to my hometown club like this. However, my family and I are grateful for the experiences and unforgettable memories from the past 12 years. Thank you, ownership, for placing your commitment and faith in me from day one. Thank you, fans, for your unwavering support. 
Thank you teammates for having my back. I remain hungry and excited for whatever new opportunities lie ahead and look forward to entering the free agency market. Hey, Rob Heineman put out a, a, a tweet that's worth reading too. Kind of really, really thanking Beasler for everything. It's a little, a little too long to read on here, but I, I recommend y'all go, go check that out. Yeah, he linked to it on his Twitter. So go, go check that out. Sporting KC has put up a number of tributes to Matt Beasler. Um, posted a lot I of put tweets. Up my tribute. <laughs> yeah, Dan uh, painted the wall with with uh, Matt Beasler, which is pretty cool. So cool. Um, Sporting KC compiled a lot of tweets in their article. Weirdly, they did not compile ours, even though they liked it. I'm not, yeah, they, I'm not complaining. I'm just they saying. like us. All right, they're aware of us. Maybe <laughs> maybe we were too uh, too dumb last week or too filthy. You know, <laughs> maybe maybe we said the c word on Twitter. I don't know. <laughs> Hope not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is a uh, that's foreshadowing. <laughs> boy um but bees i mean look i i wrote a little thing in the blue testament that you can read i'm not going to rehash it now but it it just sort of talked about you know when i moved to kansas city in 2014 it was right after uh sporting kansas city had won mls cup so obviously the town was sort of buzzing about them and then the 2014 world cup happened beesler had offers to go overseas but decided to stay in kansas city and and that was really sort of the first kansas city soccer experience i had was sort of that first part of the MLS season and then that world cup and then Beasler and Zussi both deciding to stay in Kansas city. And I was still learning about the city and learning to, to love it and all that. And it, and I just write about how, you know, that actually, it, it helped my soccer fandom and my Kansas city fandom grow because I was like, this is really cool that these two people who were just playing against the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo in the world cup are deciding, no, I want to stay with sport in Kansas city rather than go test my talents in Europe. So pretty cool. And I just, you know, bees, he's going to be a sporting legend one day. Maybe he'll be a coach here one day. Who knows what he wants to do, but yeah, he'll be back. It's pretty cool. The dude knows the game. Uh, very nice guy as well. So it, it's, it's sad, man. It's bittersweet. Mm-hmm. It's not, not sweet at all. It's, it's just bitter really. I mean, you know, we, we, you could say it's, it's, it's bittersweet in that, like, look, he's going to get to go on and, and continue his career in the way he wants to. Um, it's it's not going to be a thing where it's like, oh, you're going to be relegated to the bench and, and ride out your last day sort of wasting away. Like, let him go try to do what he wants to do. And I'm sure when his career is done, if it's not back with Kansas City, he'll sign a one-day contract and he'll retire a sporting Kansas City player or something like that. And his name will go up on the sporting legends wall, just like everybody else. For so sure. yeah. 294 club appearances, regular season club appearances throughout his MLS career. Uh, only three goals. And I remember seeing at least one of them. It was a, st- a stoppage time winner down in the uh, cauldron end. Only three goals in uh, in a sporting jersey, you said? In, in his MLS career, regular yeah, season. Yeah, the stoppage career. time goal, man, was that against Columbus and he it headed Columbus. it in? Yep. I'm, I'm very aware of that one. That was crazy. Yeah. So that was the most recent one that I remember um, back in 2016 for USA. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's had a great career. Um, can't say enough about him. Nice guy. So he, there has not, there's literally not been a sporting Kansas city season without Matt Beasler on the team because he joined back when they were still the Kansas city wizards. So That's true. This, this is will, weird. Yeah. It's going to be weird, but it's going to be weird when we see him take the field next year in like an Austin FC Jersey or something. Yeah, or maybe he joined Seth over in New England, you know? Seth's not in New England anymore. Oh, Got wait, that wait. option declined, I think, for or he's out of contract again. So. Oh, well, all right. Yeah. So we'll we'll see where he goes, but we'll uh, we'll see. But thank you, Bees, and uh, we wish you nothing but the best, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see what comes next. Yes. So that does move us into the off-season. We've already passed the half-day trade window. Sporting did nothing. Uh, there's the MLS expansion draft uh, that was yesterday on Tuesday. Sporting was exempt. We're recording this on Monday, so we don't yet know who Austin selected. But yeah, we sounded real player. dumb last week, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we we mentioned. Oh no, who who might they pick? Forgetting that there's been so many expansion drafts, it's hard to remember who picks who and what. But yeah, of uh, course, of course, we're exempt, dude. I, I didn't even think about that. I was just <laughs> I'm used to getting our players picked, so it's like right. it's gonna happen again. Right. They'll find a way. But Madronda had been picked, and so Sporting KC were were not. uh, We do not need to worry about the expansion draft for Austin FC this year. That's right. Then there's waivers. Free agency opens today on Wednesday. 
So we'll see if we make any signings. And then December 17th and uh, December 22nd are the re-entry drafts, which we very rarely do anything in. So we'll, uh, yeah. we'll see from there. There's a, a whole list of players eligible for free agency. There's some interesting names on there. Uh, I don't know that SKC are going to make any moves. Don Dwyer's on there. I am from, I've seen some SKC fans be like, should we bring him back? And I'm like, nope. Being off the bench kind of thing, right? <laughs> I just don't think he fits the system anymore. Like he's just, you know, Sean talks about the type of player he was a little later and it just, it doesn't seem to fit with the, with the style of, of our play. Yeah. Why doesn't Orlando want him back? You know, it's his, it's his spiritual home. You know, I just, I don't get it. Well, remember all those people who are mad at Peter, how dare you, how could you trade our 20 goal a year striker? You know, even though it was what, a million plus dollars that we got for him, people are mad. And now you look at how he's played since that trade and you're kind of like kind of fleeced Orlando. Yeah, it's not wonderful. I mean, didn't he have a couple of 10 goal seasons, though? He, I mean, he might have, but I mean, he's he has not been a million and a half dollar no, player. No, no, definitely not. So, I mean, it was no. it was a good money decision, again, by the legend, Peter Vermees. Like, that's just what he does. Yeah. Uh, a couple questions here real quick, uh, just before we get to Sean. Um, the fan club on Twitter asks, uh, what are your thoughts on the decision with Felipe Gutierrez's contract? Um, we, 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 I don't remember if we touched on this at all with Sean or not, but I think we might have just mentioned they declined the option, but it's probably they're trying to lower his salary so they can get him under the designated player threshold, I would guess. Yeah, that makes so, sense. He's coming off a year-long injury. Um, he's, he's, he's had a little bit of injury woes, so I, I don't blame them for trying to say, hey, let's, let's look at this again. Uh, we talked about B's. Um, and then, yeah, any thoughts on Seth Sinovic not being renewed by the New England Revolution? Do you see him coming back to KC in uh, any sort of uh, way? I don't, I don't know about you. I don't see Seth coming back. I think that's sort of one of those things where you say, thanks for everything you've done. Let's not go backwards. Let's look forwards. Yeah. Yeah. P well, Peter has brought people back, you know, i.e. Kyrie Shelton. Right. Uh, uh, I know there's others and I'm just kind of blanking right now. But it's, uh, I, I don't see him doing that with Seth, I guess. Yeah. And then uh, let's see here. Um, maybe our, our last question, Taylor Schott says, if there were a professional athlete that you could get on the pod, like your top guest ever, who would it be and why hasn't it happened yet? <laughs> Man, so he says, Dan, like get on it like the tushy bidet. Good Lord, that's a challenge <laughs> if I ever heard one. Let me just... Uh, <laughs> Let me go find Peter Vermees' home and, uh, <laughs> you know, knock on the door, I guess, with a face mask, yeah. six feet away, uh, yeah. presumably. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's, dude, that's my goal. When we, when we get Peter on here, we can shut this bitch down. I mean, we can just be like, <laughs> we, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. I mean, we, dude, we've, had, we've had people from MLSsoccer.com. We've had both Cooligans. I, I co-hosted with one of the Cooligans, for God's sakes, for a week. Yeah. Uh, it's but I got to say, Peter, man, that's, that's, that's up there. Sorry, Sean Goodwin. Great interview. <laughs> Great interview. But Peter Vermees, yeah. man, I don't know. I mean, we could go with like the stereotypical Patrick Mahomes, which like, yes, everybody and their mother would like to talk to Patrick Mahomes, but especially since he's got a love for soccer, that would be cool. But I, look, Peter Vermees in a sporting KC capacity is, is the gold standard. Stop. Is this okay? I, I'll, I'll hit up Patrick Mahomes. I mean, if that's, <laughs> if that's what we're doing. Oh my God. Oh my God, his wife, Brittany, to talk about FC Kansas City and just get them both on the Zoom call? I mean, I'm not trying to talk <laughs> Chiefs or anything like that, but come on, let's talk a little Chiefs as well. <laughs> be pretty cool. That'd be nuts. That'd be, be pretty nuts. cool. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, when, when the Kansas City NWSL team comes here, whatever they'll be called, we'll, we'll talk about them as, as, as much as, as we reasonably can. And uh, while still remaining a sporting KC-centric podcast, we're, we're excited to cover them. And who knows? Maybe we'll... Maybe we'll try to get Brittany Matthews on Sunday. We'll see. You see my, you see my wheels turning. You saw, you see I, my eyes no, have gotten all squinty. I know you're and thinking. I'm, uh, I'm thinking about getting Peter on here. You're thinking. We'll, we'll, we'll try happen. to. I, he Peter, probably drops the c word. <laughs> Peter, Peter's one that I would like to to do in person one day when we're not at risk of infecting each other. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool, man. When I went to that adult fantasy camp through sporting, like Peter was, I don't know. He's just so open. He's like no questions are off limits, you know, ask me whatever you want. And uh, it was yeah. just a conversation. It was just yeah. really cool. 
He's, I wish he, I was recording. <laughs> he, you know, that was one thing that I, I thought about asking Sean that we didn't get a chance to ask him was, was has he ever had any uncomfortable interactions with Peter Vermees? We forgot. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll have Sean back. Well, That's there's more one. to talk about. So I'm tired of this virtual pandemic nonsense, man. Because you, you and me, we we we've now saved money from being at home, probably, and we can right. now afford to like maybe get a decent setup to where we could meet someone in person be it at the the, the locker rooms hell kit man said you know let's do it at children's mercy park man the three of us kit man yeah. wants to come back yeah well the new mic i have it, it might make it a little bit more possible to just set this up in the middle and have a three-way conversation so Trying to conversation three-way. conversation is <laughs> an important word in that in that phrase there well you paused all right it was a weird pause <laughs> you me and peter uh, <laughs> let's uh on that a generous note, lover on that note uh sean goodwin everybody let's uh, stick with Woo! us after the break we're talking to uh kansas city star reporter sean goodwin about sporting kansas city and the kc nwsl team stick with us all right everybody and welcome back as promised we are joined by none other than Sean Goodwin of the Kansas City Star. Sean, how is it going, my man? I am great. I, uh, I'm glad to finally be making my Pod debut. It's, uh, <laughs> I've been around the sports and KC scene for a little while now, so you know it's good to be here. You've made it. This is how I you know you're big it. time. I know. It's, uh, <laughs> I might as well just retire now while I'm on the top, honestly. It's, it's, <laughs> there you go. There you go. So uh, yeah, we'll 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 talk with you for a little bit. We for for those of our listeners, we're we're going to get into Sporting Casey, uh, sort of a, a retroactive look back at the season. We'll we'll talk about what's ahead in the off season. Uh, but but for those of you, Sean, who or for those of our listeners who may not be as familiar with you, um, hopefully they are reading the Star. But uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and sort of how you got to where you are at the Kansas City Star, where you're from? I'm sure they hear the accent. Yeah, sure. I. You know, I like to think I'm pretty good at talking about myself. So, um, yeah, I know. I moved here from Liverpool, England, when I was 14. Uh, So I'm 24 now, so 10 years ago, basically. Uh, Just became a U.S. citizen, so I guess I can can say I'm American, whether that's for better or worse. I was going to say, I don't know if I say congrats (laughs) or I'm sorry. Uh, Yeah, I just tell people I'm English still, usually. (laughs) Um, But no, so, yeah, I went to KU for pre-med. Um, took bio and chem. I was like, ah, oh, crap, I'm not very good at this. Um, so just started a KU journalism uh, when I was junior, started interning with the star, and then it just kind of took off from there, to be honest. Um, I kind of stuck around, they couldn't really get rid of me. And um, when Mr. Sam McDowell moved on from sporting to the Chiefs, uh, they were like, you know, Sean's English, she kind of knows soccer. Uh, so <laughs> So I, I got on sports in KC, and it, it's looking like now, hopefully, things are still in the works, but we have the NWSL team coming in. Uh, so, you know, next couple of months, it's hopefully I'll be the soccer guy for anything, you know, soccer in Kansas City for the star. And that's where we are today, and that's how I've now reached the top, as I was saying with Nova Pod. So it's all <laughs> down from here. I don't, I don't think we've ever talked about it. I didn't realize you studied biology because I also studied biology in college. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't remember yeah, if we I, talked about that or not. It was 8 a.m. for me, 8 a.m. every day. I was like, yeah. you know, I, I can talk about the mitochondria being a powerhouse of a cell all day. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. um, but if you're asking me to do that 8 a.m., uh, a little no, different. Too much. It was the organic chemistry for me. That was, that was what did it in for me. I couldn't do it. It's a cafe. But when, when you were at, at KU, you also, you covered Sporting KC for, is it the Daily Kansan? Is that the name of the student yeah. paper? Yeah, University of Daily Kansan for, it's pretty much as far as I know. Um, it's a KU-focused paper. We just focused on KU sports. And my sports editor at the time, Amy Jusk, who's now down at the time as PKU in um, yeah, New Orleans, um she basically we were chatting and I wanted to do more soccer stuff and uh we came up with the idea I was a sophomore at the time of just you know let's see if we can get credentials for sports in KC obviously I didn't expect it to to blossom into what it's become there's more just a chance for me to you know get a little bit more practice on game coverage covering a major league team uh, obviously you know 
I mean, Sporting has been goals the whole decade, but it was a good chance to to cover a successful team. Um, and yeah, so started our sophomore year, took a break my senior year as a swimming chief. For some reason, people put me in charge. <laughs> I, I, we didn't get sued, so I think <laughs> I did a good job. And, uh, and well, yeah, once I graduated, I got back with the star uh, freelancing. And it just kind of went from there. Awesome. That's Very awesome, cool. man. Uh, I'm not going to talk about biology to you because uh, you guys are <laughs> nerds enough as that is, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but rock chalk to you, my friend. And, sure. uh, you know, we're glad to have you around here, man. This has been a very strange year uh, for everyone and for Sporting KC and the league in general. What, what are your general thoughts about the 2020 season um, and how things went, all things considered? All, all things considered. Um, I mean, the simple answer, as you said, is stop starts. But if we're talking specifically about sports in KC, I mean, when you think of, you know, they started the season so well and then MLS's back tournament came around and it was still looking great and, you know, there's another break after that and sports and have their typical mid-season slump. And when that happens in a shortened season, uh, it's, it's not, you know... It, it's not an ideal situation, but you obviously came out on top. So, on top of a West, that is. Um, so, you know, all things considered, I think on the sportings level, you can't complain when every single team is going through such a difficult time period and sporting was the team who came out on top. Uh, if we're talking league-wide, you have to give foundation to MLS for pretty much, you know, outside of the NWSL being the first professional league back and we kind of paved the way for every single other league really to, through testing and the bubble obviously and how to how to handle players with coronavirus and quarantining and you know, there was a bumpy start early on with Nashville and was it Dallas who missed yeah. the tournament? Yeah, yeah. Dallas. Um, but, you know, they, they rebounded from that and managed to complete a full season, which, let's be honest, if it, back in March, April, May, I don't think that, would, that could have been a realistic expectation as more of a goal. So despite it being a hell of a year, uh, I, I think all of us here are just thankful that we, we got to this point where we've just had an MLS Cup. And, you know, unfortunately, we, we weren't able to cover it all the way to the final. But yeah, great season. We got to the end, and I'm just thankful to to being able to cover such a crazy year in my first full season. I guess with the star. Yeah, hopefully it, it, it calms down a little bit in 2021 and beyond, yeah. so you don't have to to deal with all the crazy circumstances. Right. What a terrible first season <laughs> to, to come know. to the team. Like oh, I'm so I excited know. about this new position. Now everything sucks. <laughs> I know. Well, back at Gakangzi, it was kind of, you know, I, I could practice and do well, but we wouldn't get a bunch of views. I mean, it's a college paper, but, you know, people kind of expect stuff from the star as they do, and especially following Sam McDowell. So for my first full season to be doing that with the star, it was a, it was a um, baptism by fire, one could say. Yeah, so, <laughs> good way to put it. It's, it's only easier from here, you hope, right? Hopefully we'll see. Uh, so you, you, you kind of alluded, you said, it, you know, all things considered, if, if you're an SKC fan, you, you look at what happened, you came out on top of the West and the, in the Western conference. So, you know, what, what would you say was the highlight of the season for, for sporting KC? And, and maybe it's not like a specific instance, although if you have one in mind, you could think of that, but, but I mean, you know, is it finishing on top of the West or, or is, is there something else throughout this season that you would say you would consider, you know, the highlight of the year? Man, um, I mean, I, I think it, it's not just the fact that they came out on top of the West, it's the turnaround as well. Um, I, I was saying, obviously, even before this whole quarantine happened, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not sitting here saying Peter Vermees is on the hot seat, I'm not going to do that. But I, I was saying to people that at the end of the day, uh, after last year's failures, to put it simply, um, and just followed by successions of disappointments in the playoffs and whatnot. And because um, obviously teams who are a lot worse off, don't get me wrong. But I was thinking if Sports and KC have another bad idea, it, it, it wouldn't be a huge shock to say Vermees would be under some sort of pressure. 
and the team is under some sort of pressure. And obviously, gave gave came out and proved doubts is wrong. Uh, I I thought can make the playoffs, but I thought it'd be like fifth or sixth. I didn't expect such this crazy turnaround. And the fact that the team has been able to not only just you know have such a turnaround, but obviously you you got guys like Kinder and Polito and whatnot, but it's still the same core of guys. They stuck to the same sports and KC philosophies with you know pieces sporting fit and playing, keeping the same tactics, the four three three, and how the good midfield three kind of work as the whole, playing out to the back. You know, it, it, the coaching staff on the team doesn't really get away from what they know or what's worked in the past. And mm-hmm. even though there was one bad year, they've shown that it still works. And I think that's a, that's a huge thing for fans to, to be hopeful about, that this isn't a team that's you know on a, on a slippery downward slope as one bad year they came back the coaching staff and the Misa showing they know what they're doing still so I don't know if that's so much a highlight more than just uh, overall look of why this was a positive season for the club good yeah good point um, Sean so you, you you've been here for a decade uh, you're very familiar with the team. You know what the team's been through, ups and downs, championships here and there, and how we really wanted that uh, that number nine signing. Well, they got it this year, Alan Polito. Maybe he didn't play as much as we, you know, probably hoped, but he was amazing on the field, right? So, I mean, what are your thoughts on on that signing uh, after his first season here? Yeah, I I think it completely changed how sporting play going forward. Honestly, I think. Since the Don Dwyer days, obviously Dwyer was such a great forward for the team, but he was very much more so, not so much a target man, but good, good play went through him. And we saw the same Christian Namath when he returned and obviously his first things. They were all very much forwards where the wingers could get involved, but the attack almost went through that number nine position, uh, through the, the, the focal points of the attack, so to speak. And... Um, you know, it works, obviously, and teams do it, but I think if, if a team, an opposition is able to utilise that threat, it's really difficult to find goals elsewhere. And, you know, now they brought in Polito, and obviously, as you said, he didn't play as much as fans wanted, as I'm sure the coaching staff wanted, but I don't have the exact numbers on me right now, but the, the, the difference in figures between goal scored when he's on the field compared to when he's off the field... I think it's almost about a goal a game difference by the end of the season, something silly like that. Uh, and it just shows what what difference, uh, not so much a nine, but a false nine, a guy who can drop back and open that space for other players to be running into space ahead of him, whether it's, you know, Russell and Gerso shouting as a good, plenty of good games. Uh, or even guys like Gaddy Kinder coming out to the midfield, Buzio occasionally. Uh, Gaff game. Polito is helping not just link the play, but he's drawing players away. He's drawing the, the back line further forwards and allowing other players to run into that space. Uh, I, I think it's it's almost a blueprint, almost of how other teams can can learn to unlock MLS defenses, especially some more of the good defensively minded teams. And for sports and Casey specifically, I, it was a game changer this year, especially after how last year went. And obviously, he he missed about half the games. And when he was gone, Sporting's levels didn't drop. He was still winning games, especially down the stretch. But there was a it was a noticeable difference. And I think going forward, you know, they, they have to continue relying on Polito, even though he's his what 28, 29 now, almost thirty. Yeah, um, he, he's got a good few few years left in him, and. It's it's a solid foundation for Sporting and KC to build off going forward. They they've got that number nine they want and can somewhat focus elsewhere for the time being. Yeah, and if you you're exactly right. If you look at his stats, he's almost at you know 0.6 goals per ninety, which is pretty respectable. If you look at his goals plus assists, he's almost at one per game. Um, which you know, if you have your starting strike, if you extrapolate that out over the course of a season, and what is MLS thirty four games typically. Yeah. If you're, if you're starting strikers directly involved in some way in 30 to 35 goals, that's, that's pretty good. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully it was a weird year. And, and, and I think what we got from Peter toward the end of the season and the playoffs is 
you know, yeah, we could play him, but we're not trying to risk his health for the future just for the immediacy yeah. of now, which is wise, yeah. I think. Yeah, so. it's wise. And, you know, I got a lot of fans with open arms originally when he doesn't play for the um, Minnesota game. Yeah. And Issa said after the fact, oh, you know, he wasn't being available for Seattle or, you know, whoever at the time he yeah. was plays in the conference final. Um but then after the fact, even then, he's like, yeah, he probably would have just been on the bench at best. Yeah. And it's frustrating for all fans, I'm sure, to for your star player to not be playing in the most important games of the season. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's begging the question, if a guy's not fully fit, you risk injuring him long-term to where you know, he's not effective at all for going forward. Good bright side is he got his resting now. Sports and didn't get their MLS Cup, which obviously everyone wanted, but Polizo should be heading into 2021 fully fit. Um, if we're having a regular 34 game season, <laughs> you know, we're not playing games every three to four days. Players like Polizo can actually have breaks in between games and stay fit. So I think that's good. That's a big thing to focus on there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and it sounds like based off what you've said so far, you know, if, if you were to look at the 2020 season for, for Sporting KC as a whole, it sounds mm-hmm. like you'd classify it as as a success given the circumstances. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So so uh, that's that's good. Uh, w- was there anything, though? So we asked you about your biggest highlight. So, OK, it's a success. But is there anything within that success where you're like, ah, that was that was pretty disappointing, though? Like if we could have fixed one thing, that's something that probably needs to be addressed. Um, I mean, I think it, it, it was addressed by the end of the season. Uh, and of course, it's the defense and going off last year. Obviously, we saw the amount of league goals that sports and we can see. I think it happened occasionally this year for sure. Uh, but there was that period in the middle of the season where the, just the defense once again didn't look sure of itself. There was just a bunch of rotation amongst the back line and injuries kind of forced sporting into. Uh, a steady backline almost, but it, it's just because sometimes they seem to be lapses in concentration. I'm just trying to pick games off the top of my head. Obviously, it was the Chicago game, we literally got last kick of the game, San Jose uh, in the playoffs, San Jose. Yeah, I just, yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's it's playing off for a full 90 minutes, it's playing for a full 95, 97, however much time is added on to the right. end, right? Right. Uh, who knows what the centre-back pairing is going to be next year. Uh, who, who knows what the back line as a whole is going to look like next year, to be honest. But it's when things aren't going as well for the team and you're entering a little bit of a slump, it's, it's asking that back line to step up and say, hold yourself accountable, uh, be there for the team, play for the full 90, 95, 97 minutes or whatever. And, and not let up silly goals that give away one point or you know three points. It's it's staying solid for a whole thirty-four game season. So yeah, that, that, that was definitely disappointing at times. And obviously, it didn't have an impact long term for Sporting. They still won the West, still won the one seed, but that can absolutely come to back to bite in twenty twenty one if that's not solved for sure. Well, <clears throat> speaking of defense and speaking of disappointing things. Uh... Matt Beasler, man, future legend, been here decade. Uh, just what, how do you feel about that? Uh, Matt Beasler leaving. I mean, not many people stay at a team as long as he has. So, yeah, I mean, he's gone. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I kind of get it. And uh, if I want to bring it back to back to my own experiences being a Liverpool fan, like Steven Gerrard for mm. again, captain, hometown kid, he's from Liverpool. And everyone expected him to be his whole career, and then his contract's not renewed, and he goes off to play for the Galaxy. Obviously, and we won't talk about that that um, area, <laughs> that, that time period. <laughs> but no, I I get it, and uh, it sucks. And everyone expected Beasley to be here for you know his whole his whole career, but when you look at his performances the last season, year and a half, and the general move towards finding a new core. It's I see the reasoning behind it. I think he plays only starts the 10 games, plays in 12 this year. 
uh, fell right down the pecking order with the money he was on. And ultimately, piece of Amiz isn't a guy to to make decisions based off emotions. Well, one of his his famous things, at least amongst journalists, I know, is he always says he's made one decision based off emotion in his whole career, and he regrets it, and he won't tell anyone what that decision is. Um, I'm hoping the day he retires, he'll tell us. But uh, so yeah, he, he, I think he realised that it it was time for Mac to to move on. Maybe Matt realised it was time for him to move on. I think he does have talents left to offer in MLS. And if you want to talk about where he goes, I, I think Austin could be a great place for him to end up, obviously. Expansion team, you know, he, he could be a leader at the back line. He's got the experience. He could get that new start with a brand new team and, and you know, start something that could be great for the city of Austin. So... I think it's good for both parties and that Mass can finish his career not sitting on the bench. Sporting and Gustav and Peter can cannot have a player taking up, you know, um salary money that could go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think the fans and the city has every right to be sad uh, and thankful for what he's done, but at the same time happy that he's not going out with a whimper. He's entering free agency. I think he'll do a great job somewhere else for a couple of years before going up with his head held high and then, you know, maybe coming back to Kansas City. Obviously, he's a legend of the club. Maybe he'll get a statue out from two hours. Mm-hmm. I'm not making suggestions here. Uh, <laughs> it's just sliding ideas in. But, no, it, it, it's a shame. But I, I think it's best for all parties and it's, it's good for Mass as well, I'm sure. And the Austin connection, like you said, that makes a lot of sense, one, because like you said, expansion team, they need players. They got all that extra allocation money, so they might be able to throw a little bit more at Matt's way than maybe some other teams. But also there's the Sporting KC connection with Josh Wolf being their head coach. Beasley's right. got ties to him as well. Uh, so there, there, there's a lot that makes a lot of sense in Austin with, for, mm-hmm. for Matt Beasley. So yeah. we'll see. There you are. Uh, okay, so we're, we're in the offseason now. Um, Maybe it's the defense, maybe it's replacing Matt Beasler, but but what would you say are the top one or two priorities for Sporting KC to address before coming back for 2021? Yeah, and we I guess a little discussion on Twitter as well, Jimmy. So <laughs> a little bit of rehashing what we talked about. And I know I was definitely more on the center back train, uh, just because perhaps Winston Reed comes back on a loan deal. Um, it's, it's not unless he takes a significant pay cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be on a permanent basis, um, but let's just say he doesn't come back on a you know a long term deal. The only three centre backs you've got is what Graham Smith, Fontas, and um, yeah, Punchix. My mind was blanking there, and Punchix <laughs> is the guy who starts. Um, so you know, unless you're going to ask Fontas, obviously he was coming off that injury um, for either him to step up and to to earn the money he's making, whether you want Graham Smith to finally kind of come into his own. Because he, he he did play well earlier this season when he got his run of games. But one way or the other, in a two-centre-back system over a 34-game season plus US 2 plus maybe Champions League if US soccer isn't done about all of that. <laughs> um, you need at least five centre-backs for a two-centre-back system. So, whether they spend big money at centre-back, um, that's to be seen. But I'm of the idea of if you have a commanding centre-back who, again, as we were just talking about, it's a backline that can be shaky sometimes. If you fa- if you can find a leader who can command that backline and make it his own, keep everyone around him accountable, I think that could be a game-changer for sports and KC going forward. So that's the number one priority. And then I guess number two was I've seen a few people throwing this idea out at left wing. Uh, obviously, Gerso. Um, I mean, Gerso is still under negotiations, I believe, with the club as well. So that's not even a certainty. Um, Shelton can play on the left if you want. Buzio, if you're really stretching it. But otherwise, shallowy <laughs> if he ever refines his form. But outside of Gerso, I think you need an out and out left winger too. So those are my two main priorities for the offseason. 
Well, off season's here, man, and it's uh, very short and it very starts. crazy. We always we always like having our podcast uh, around the off season because the season starts before you know it. Let's pivot for a minute to uh, women's soccer, man. You got uh, the KC NWSL team coming in. They were once FC Kansas City, went to Utah. Now they're back. What's yep. uh, how do you feel about that? Are you as jacked as we are? Because it's exciting. Oh, uh, I am excited and. I mean, even when it was just announced, you know, I, I had an idea that obviously being a soccer guy, I'm, I'm, will probably end up covering the team. But even just without that, I mean, you know, women's soccer, especially in Kansas City, is huge. Obviously, it's growing. Um, and big thanks for the national team. And I get they've been successful for so long, but people are finally taking notice, which is great. And I think we saw during the Women's World Cup how much women's soccer is supported in the city. And I understand people always throw, throw shade at Kansas City for what happened with FTKC back a couple of years ago when attendance dropped below a thousand. But you have to take into consideration terrible marketing, terrible ownership. Uh, it was infighting. <laughs> You're going to call for each other. Uh, it was just not a well run team. And now we've got Galongs who Kansas City, Kansas City people, they know what the city wants, they get it. Um, they're showing real commitment to, you know, showcasing a quality team that can hopefully win championships again. Obviously, with FCKC still winning two championships despite all the issues. So it, it's incredibly exciting for the city. And I expect support to, to blossom as we go forward. And, you know, obviously, they're going to be in T-Bone Stadium uh, to start off, which that, that holds... 10k for soccer I believe and a couple of years ago I think attendance attendance at max was around 4k but I think if the team you know does well and NWSL obviously continues to grow I don't see why it, the team can't be pulling pulling in eight to ten thousand people and uh, eventually I know the long family they have they have wishes to build a specific stadium for the team uh, it, it's not really you know it's not being said at all where it's going to be. I think it's probably going to be around the Legends area, which is become like some little soccer city almost. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's really good for the city. I'm stoked. I know you guys are stoked. And I think the support is going to be there. Well, it almost makes, because, you know, there's a lot of talk, especially from people outside of Kansas City who pay attention to NWSL, like you said, of, of sort of, you know, it, it failed once in Kansas City. Why would it work there again? And, and like you mentioned, there's a lot more nuance to that conversation as far as ownership. And, and the, the, it was a pretty incompetent ownership group that was running FC Kansas City. But I almost wonder if, you know, there's going to be almost a chip on the shoulder of, of Kansas City fans to show that like, hey, you know, we are here to support women's soccer. You can see us during the Women's World Cup, just like you said, and, and Power and Light are, are all over, you know, showing up to children's mercy park for for u.s women's national team games and selling the place out I, I, it'll be really interesting to see uh how this goes and, and i do feel and i'm sure you do too for the fans in utah because they supported the royals oh, sure. like yeah. you know it, i mean just absolute great fan base there so hopefully you know sounds like they'll probably get another team at some yeah. point yeah which is <laughs> good but have you speak you, you mentioned they're, they're going to play at the t-bone stadium i saw a report yeah. somewhere that maybe on the old schlerbon site they could build a stadium at some point but i don't think that's been confirmed in any sort of way uh but have you heard anything in 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 any reporting or any anything that you've done as to why sporting kc may not have wanted um this new team to potentially play at children's mercy park and if you haven't heard anything you know we're not asking you to, to yeah. speculate or anything but i know that's a question a lot of people have asked yeah. and, and we haven't heard anything so just curious what you may know no i um i i don't know anything personally right now um the only real communication i guess with uh, the star um you know the new nwsl team is sam mellinger's piece which if people haven't read it check it out it's great he talks to the Galong family, and um, I know we had a, he had a quick chat of Hugh Williams, and I've been talking to Hugh Williams, which I have a fun story about if we want to mention at some point. But um, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to Hugh in a more official interview capacity later this week. I, I can see if he'll say anything, mm -hmm. um, but you know, I'm sure that we're remaining a little bit tight lipped about that. But 
again, I know you're saying lots of speculation. This isn't so much speculation, it's more just common sense. But obviously you have sports and KC at CMP, you have SKC2 playing at CMP, and, and if he has an fake team in there, you have to think, one, scheduling, um, two, because, uh, you know, I'm sure sports and KC would support the team, but at the end of the day, it's got a stadium and SKC2 is got a team, so they're going to put those two teams higher in the pecking order almost for scheduling and when they get to playing. It, it's not going to be good to anyone if the NWSL team is playing on a Tuesday night at 9pm, yeah. you know? Uh, so I think it's good for parties that T-Bone Stadium might get an ideal. It's it's a baseball stadium at the end of the day. But it, it at least gives them their own home that isn't a high school field or something like it was, you know, back 2015 through 17. That they can they can really kind of make a room until they finally get this new stadium. But uh, yeah, I can't give you a specific answer, but just kind of sifting through why. That's kind of one of the reasons, I think. That makes sense. Yeah, good point. Uh, man, we're coming to the end of our conversation with you. And I think uh, a fun little question that I, I would be interested in, I was mm-hmm. telling Jimmy about this, <laughs> don't make a face. Uh-huh. Are there any, uh, <laughs> man, you've been here for 10 years and I just got to think coming here as a teenager, probably totally different. And a lot of the lingo uh, in, in England is a lot different than here i mean are there any things that any words you can think of that you've absolutely had to take out of your vocabulary or maybe alter so people could understand what you mean you know i I do get asked this question fairly often and i I never have a super good answer i just feel like a lot of the you know a lot of the answers i can give are boring i guess like obviously (laughs) it's called football and soccer but it's just stuff like you know pavements and sidewalk or huh. um try and think what else goes on. What was the one but, that you but, mentioned to me ahead of, of the call, Dan? You said Oh, was... oh uh about being about being drunk. Are you are yeah. you absolutely pissed? Like is that oh, being, yeah people say that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I you know, I'd say getting, getting a little bit pissed or <laughs> a little bit of piss off, but I feel like people have said that here. I don't know. Maybe I've just been saying it through college for four years and no one's had a clue what I'm talking about. Who knows? Right. Dan's been watching too much Downton Abbey. I <laughs> watch a ton of Downton Abbey. Uh, uh, a, lot of, a lot of BBC stuff. So I'm just calling a lot of people wankers these days. I don't think I'm supposed hey, to, but I do. You know, it's fine. It's, um, <laughs> I, I, I can say a lot worse, which is, uh, okay, I'm not going to say it because PG-13 here. Hey, like, we have an explicit <laughs> tag. It's okay. <laughs> I, I feel like if I say it, people will hate me. The books the c word. Uh, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah I, like... I'm a fan. I'm sorry. A, a good, <laughs> a good usage. An English person says the c word, and it's amazing. An American person saying. says it, and it's totally inappropriate. It's not. Fair. That's what I'm saying. But I feel like American Americans just see it as so much worse. I was um, I was actually watching a stand up of an Australian guy the other night, and they're very similar. Um, and he was performing in Boston, and he was just throwing it out right, left, and center. And he's like, "When I say this in Australia, you know, people laugh. It's funny, but it's whatever." But saying America, just like, yeah, people's faces just either they laugh hysterically or their faces just drop. Like that wasn't cool. Yeah. So. So America, true. Just like to, even though I moved here when I was fourteen, and I probably shouldn't have been using it when I was fourteen, <laughs> uh, I, I actually dropped that one. <laughs> but are there shame are okay so this is maybe we'll end on this but this is this is topical given the, the viral tweet that's been going around i don't know how many people have seen it but on twitter there's some tweet going around of this british sandwich and it's called a chip buddy i believe it's so good and and it's, and um, the picture that is on twitter i have been told by people familiar with with an actual chip buddy is not a very good representation of what it actually is but it it seems to be a French fry sandwich. Is that correct? But can you explain this to us? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's, exact, that's exactly what it is. It's close on close <laughs> a French fry sandwich. But <laughs> let me preface here. Um, so, the best chips. So, you know, we have our fish and chip shop in England. Um, or fries chip. for Americans. Yes. <laughs> uh, or we, we call it a chippy. 
would it be a, a fry here? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but no, so they, they make uh, chips like they blanch them in the oil, so they cook them in the oil for a long time and it makes them really soft. And that's that's mostly what we use. And yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we get two pieces of bread, jam the, the chips in the middle, maybe toss some ketchup on there or some... I'd say curry, but our curry in England is different. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's essentially it. But I don't get why people are getting up in arms saying that's this disgusting food. Uh, it's I got angry about it. I tweeted out up in Wisconsin, people eat raw beef for Christmas. And I'm like, come on. If you Americans eat raw beef and you're trying to trash on us for eating some fries with bread, like, come on now. Like, no, man, I'm all point. about the... Uh, my, my vegan heart is all about the bread and french fries i tell you that <laughs> yeah, yeah saying never mind beef or raw beef i'm sure that's uh that's yeah. one step a little bit too far you know that's that's <laughs> bad look i'm not gonna lie i've put potato chips as we know them in america on a sandwich before what's the Absolutely. difference between putting french fries between some bread and i've heard it's buttery and it's delicious so don't knock it till you try it exactly that's the thing I, I have roommates and i do exactly what you do with some um I call them crisps, mm-hmm. you know, just toss them between some bread, a nice little snack, maybe a little bit of butter, and they act like I'm the devil. I'm like, okay, or oh, like beans <laughs> on toast. Oh, God, don't even have me start with. Is that, toast, man. Mash them up. Is that one of the things you miss about back in Liverpool is, is these sort of like British food delicacies that are harder to find here? Um, yeah, I, there's a British store in Lawrence, actually, on Mass Street. Okay. Uh, so I have a lot of what I need, but obviously it's a 40-minute trek. Because, <laughs> you know, when, when you're a 24-year-old um, with bills to pay, you know, that's a lot of gas just for some beans. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I have not been to England, so mm-hmm. I, I haven't tried. Although I've been, I've been uh, through London Heathrow when I was flying to Ireland. And uh-huh. I remember I tried some prawn crisps because I was told that that's a thing that people in England like, which is yeah. like shrimp cocktail potato chips basically yeah so walkers or lays whatever exactly yeah so well i'll tell you a few weeks ago i mentioned to jimmy about uh smoking a cigarette in england and his eyes got so wide he was so mad at me that i dropped that word and i was like hey it's not my word I'm <laughs> just saying what they call it. You, you, yeah. you dropped it out yeah. there in the yeah. without warning and i'm conditioned now i hear that word and i'm like oh no no no, 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 no. <laughs> I would never do that. But now that I know the C word is acceptable, look out. No, look, what, look what you've done. I'm expecting to hear <laughs> on this podcast soon. Yeah. Oh my. Well, we didn't uh we didn't give you Dan singing the Beatles. Because oh, yeah. you know, yeah, we'll, we'll have to uh, we'll have to bring you back sometime. And I'm, you know, look, I'm not gonna sit here and trash talk a Liverpool as an Everton fan, even if we did start off the season very well. It is not mm sustained at that level you guys thought you won the title after five games it was uh it was rough to see <laughs> but i i do i you know i had i was telling dan before we recorded my youngest brother he's much younger than i am he just graduated from college and, and i had plans at one point to when he was done uh with college he's also an everton fan you know heading over to liverpool and seeing a game at goodison and obviously that's not possible now with the pandemic but Maybe next year I'm hoping to get over there, see a see a game at Goodison, and then I'd probably have to go over to Anfield, and I'll try not to burn it down. But you know, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see. Because yeah, it's a nice place as much as you know. I, I mean, I've got a lot of big tattoos on my shoulder. I'm the, well, probably one of the biggest Liverpool fans you can find in Kansas City, at least. But my <laughs> stepdad's an Everton fan, uh, so Good I, man. I, I honestly went to games. It's just because. You know, being the inferior team, tickets were cheaper. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I went, to, went to plenty, went to plenty of Everton games, and goes to things a good park. It's historical, yeah. but I really want to see Anfield with the new main stands and you know mm-hmm. all the renovations they've made. But you know, both I think Liverpool's a beautiful city. Um, just throw my propaganda out there, uh, people <laughs> should visit us. But yeah, well, hopefully, place. hopefully Everton gets our new stadium at some point. Although. Last I saw, the mayor of Liverpool, who was a champion for the the new stadium, got arrested for something crazy. So, who it's knows? It's going to be a NYCFC situation. Just keep on wasting. Just <laughs> probably if you stay, the will come soon. No one, no one, Everton. That's exactly what's going to happen. So, <laughs> all right, I think that's that's all we got for you, Sean. At least this time around, we'll, we're going to have to have you back sometime because you know there's Man. there's much more to talk about. Maybe, Maybe we'll, we'll do it in person sometime, huh? 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll be allowed. Who knows? Yeah, back when we were going to like kill each other or something with our, our spitlicks. You Once know. we're all vaccinated. Yeah. That's right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, Sean, thank you so much. Um, congrats on your work, your first season with the KC Star. Uh, yeah. if, if you haven't checked out his work, go check out his work. Where, where can we people uh, find you on social media? Yeah, uh, best place would just be my Twitter, at Sean Goodwin KC, uh, S-H-A-U-N, Goodwin KC, as I say, dot com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is the best place. If you want, if you want to stalk me on Facebook, be my guest. Uh, my Instagram <laughs> it's private and it's not my real name, so don't try it. There you go. Don't don't be a weirdo and, and stalk them that much. I'm already so. on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, yeah, thank you guys for for listening. And we'll catch you after the break. <laughs> All right, man. That's Sean. Right. Chip buddies. Sandwiches. We are all. We are all three chip buddies. <laughs> Bro, that was. Uh, I don't. Can, can we make? I, I'm gonna find a, a recipe to make those myself. Cause I mean, you can make your own French fries. I mean, come yeah. on, get some russet potatoes, yeah. soak them. It's it's a whole thing. It's and, vegan and if you don't use butter. There's vegan butter. I mean, don't or think I put vegan butter <laughs> on popcorn all the time. With a little, maybe some. It needs like a sauce, though. It needs like a hot sauce or a tahini or some vegan cheese on there, man. Well, I mean, he, I had the, the people I had seen on Twitter talked about just like it's got that butter, it's great. But he started talking about you put ketchup on it, you put British he curry, said ketchup. What am I, Patrick Mahomes? I'm not putting <laughs> ketchup on a sandwich. He said curry, I think, and so you know, there's there's options. Maybe but Cholula. He's right. People here in America are talking trash about putting fries on a sandwich. Meanwhile, people in Wisconsin are eating raw ground beef sandwiches. So That's true. And they're like eating squeaky cheese curds. You know? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Those things squeak the hell out of your teeth. This country. But, you know, thank you, Sean. Make sure you go check him out on Twitter. Check yes. him out in the Kansas City Star. We're best friends uh, now. <laughs> we're chip buddies. Uh, he just followed me on Twitter. It's real. <laughs> so uh we're we're, uh, we're grateful to sean and we'll have him back sometime maybe before the the next season starts we'll bring him back do a little preview uh we'll, uh-huh. we'll figure something out i find so. i'm gonna be i think i'm gonna be talking like him now like a, just around the house oh no like to my dogs i might my dogs might be a couple of c words i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> they fucking are i tell you what but come on you think i'm not going in you know think i'm not gonna plug in the rock band and, and be like Ringo, all right? <laughs> <laughs> we did tell him that you were going to do a uh, your best Ringo impression. It didn't happen yeah. this time, but again, I you know. I got we, nervous. We have, we have time. There's a I whole can't be judged like that, all right? I'm not ready. <laughs> it was your first time talking with Sean, I think, in person. So you got, you got a, your relationship's not quite there yet. Soon. That's right. That's right. Soon. So <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, let's see here. Do we have anything else that I want to talk about this week? I'm not sure there's much else going on that we need to really cover. Nah, so bro. keep an eye on the uh keep an eye on the roster movement this week though because that things could go down and we will have things to report next week absolutely so we'll uh we'll hopefully see some some sporting casey moves that make the team better this time next week and we'll talk about those uh but until then thank you guys so much for listening make sure you check out the tushy bidets hello tushy.com slash no other leave us that five star rating and review on uh, app podcast if that's what you use uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at no other pod at Dan Kuzer at JC max zero three. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod or shoot us an email. No other pod at gmail.com. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Chip buddies, French fries on bread. Yeah.